0: They file for second. I think as long as these guys are uh, side by side, I just don't think they can get a big enough run. Somebody's going to have. Oh, Boyer almost drilled Eric Jones. Yes, he did. I mean, he had Jones in his sights and let him go. Now Jones with the run off the top. Kazowski is loving this when he looks in his mirror. And those guys are side by side. Yeah, they're side by side, side drafting. That's just that's just opening up the door for the two car to do about whatever he wants. If they could get single foul, maybe, but it's, too just late, baby. it's not going to happen. You're Brad Keslowski for Team Penske wins in Kansas. Bowman second for the third race in a row. Worked, guys, never give up. That was an amazing run Ooh. by that team right there. Great Bowman. job. Everyone's
1: off behind you. Good job.
0: It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone, and we're talking all things NASCAR. I'm Sam Atwell.
1: And I'm Brian Dooley.
0: Well, we were at Kansas Speedway last night, and oh, what a race we had.
1: Yeah, this this is what I've been waiting for, and it, what was perfect, it was home here in Kansas. You had just close racing, drivers bumping each other. I mean, post-race, you saw drivers as heated, including Clint Boyer and... Yeah, it was, yeah, once, I mean, but yeah, it was still drivers, once they're deleted, they took off, but I mean, the battle between Bowman and Kozlowski at the end, and then there was all these other drivers shuffling in and out in the top five, and it was like, what's going on? And there were names there, a good night for Ricky Stenhouse Jr., some other drivers you don't usually see up front were really having a good night and able to battle up front, um, and what's crazy is it was a mile and a half track, it wasn't Daytona or Talladega.
0: Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite fu- driver finished in the Digital Alley 400 at Kansas Speedway.
1: And his third win this season in first place, Brad Keselowski, back to another Penske car. In second place, Alex Bowman. This is his third consecutive second-place finish. In third place, Eric Jones, followed by Chase Elliott. Emporia, Kansas native Clint Boyer in fifth. Jimmy Johnson in sixth. Kurt Busch in seventh. Kyle Larson in eighth. Tyler Reddick, I believe this is a second cup start in ninth and Chris Buescher in 10th.
0: 11th was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 12th Eric Amarillo. 13th Kevin Harvick. 14th Daniel Suarez. 15th Joey Logano. 16th Denny Hamlin. Austin Dillon was 17th. Daniel Hemrick. 18th Martin Truex Jr. 19th. 20th was William Byron.
1: And 21st Matt Tift. And 22nd Corey LaJoy followed by Ryan Newman. Paul Menard. Ryan Priest. And 26th Michael McDowell. 27th David Reagan. 28th, Ty Dillon, 29th, Bubba Wallace, and in 30th, Kyle Busch.
0: 31st was Ross Chastain, 32nd, Ryan Blaney, 33rd, Bailey Curry, 34th, Quinn Huff, Reed Sorensen, 35th, Matt DiBenedetto, 36th, 37th, Landon Castle, 38th, Joey Gase, 39th, Timmy Hill, and 40th, this is the first time this season we've had 40 cars, was Cody Ware. Well, it didn't end like I thought it was going to end. I thought your pick was going to just stink up the whole show. When he jumped off to a big start, he had a great start. In in a matter of 20 laps, he'd built a four- or five-second lead, and it looked like Kevin Harvick was just going to walk away with this race last night at Kansas Speedway.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, starting off in the pole, he did a great job qualifying up front, and his car was running well, and no one could catch him. And then all of a sudden, he had to make an unexpected pit stop because he thought he had a flat tire, and then he disappeared from the top ten. The rest of it's like his car... As the race went on, just did not handle well. I don't know if it was the difference from day to night, you know, more rubber on the track because it rained, uh, the, you know, that morning. So I don't know if more rubber on the just as that track went on from the beginning of the race, if it just he his car just wasn't
0: able to handle right. Well, this was an impound race, so after qualifying, the cars were impounded by NASCAR and they couldn't make any changes, and the 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 the. The uh, weather on qualifying was way different than the weather at race time because it was warmer on on qualifying than it was Saturday. We had the rain. We had the overcast. It was cool. And they couldn't make any changes before the race, so they had to start with what they qualified with. So, again, Harvick looked like he was going to be the man to beat, but problems? And then he just kind of languishes a lap down the rest of the evening.
1: And he's, you know, at, you know, third in points right now, but it's got to be frustrating. I mean, he's done well this season, but this far in, he won this race a year ago, and I think he already had a few wins up to that point now. I mean, this far along, Kevin Harvick not having a win and, and we're coming up to the all-star race. It's pretty shocking uh, for, for this team the last few years, uh, I mean, even going through Phoenix and
0: some of the other mile-and-a-half tracks, not to have a win yet this season. You know, after Harvick had his problem, Chase Elliott was battling him for the lead all along. Chase was, had as good a car, I believe, as Kevin Harvick did, and when Harvick had his trouble, Chase took, took the lead, and I thought, well, okay, Chase is out front. He's building a huge lead again, so maybe it's going to be Chase's night. He's going to have two in a row, but nope, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. And there was a good battle, too, between Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch at one point. And that's someone else who uh, he was looking to break the record for most consecutive top ten finishes, Kyle Busch. Didn't get it. This was not his. He had a strong car early on, but you could tell he was this car was very loose early on. Uh, I think he was almost like wiggling at one point. He got really loose, so like kept control of it. Uh, But then pit road penalties, which is been a problem in the past for this team this time too many like pit, going through too many pit stalls uh, but it just seemed like I mean he finished thirtieth. that's I mean he, he has nothing to worry about he's locked into the chase right now but just uh, I don't think he's a fan of Kansas again <laughs>
0: that's all right Kansas is not a fan of his but that's that's just that's just my opinion i my my love-hate relationship with Kyle Busch goes on but the last 50 laps of this race was outstanding. This was the best race on a mile-and-a-half track we have seen this season, and I hope that this is a forebearer of things to come, and we're going to see great races at these intermediate tracks the rest of the season like we saw last night.
1: Yeah, they NASCAR needs to definitely take notes from this package at Kansas because everything, to me, I, I was on the edge of my seat those last 50 laps.
0: It was great and, racing.
1: You know, three wide just it wasn't just a battle for the lead it was just like behind it was just all these cars are like wow where'd they come from and Alex Bowman did a great job uh staying up front and really battling Brad Kozlowski as long as possible you know he's a young driver Kozlowski's a champion and veteran driver and that was a great battle to see and even Bowman and, and Chase Elliott teammates uh, watching them battle, you know, first and second. And it was great. And that's what I like. It, it's a pain. And it happened at times during this race. And if you have the dominating car, that's fine. But it's annoying when the leader just is able to take off and the drivers in the back who don't have that clean air just, it's so hard to pass. And this one, it seemed like it was still a challenge to pass. I mean, that's part of racing, but drivers. I mean, and there are
0: names in the top ten that we just named that you
1: don't ever see in the top ten.
0: Well, my question, okay, we get down to 20 laps to go. There's a caution. It's setting up to be a great run to the finish. They take that green flag, and here comes Keselowski out of nowhere. You hadn't, you hadn't really seen him all night long. They hadn't talked about him on the broadcast all night long, and then all of a sudden he's up there, and then when he, go- when he goes to make his pass, for the lead it was just like everybody else was sitting still i that car came alive in the last probably 40, 40 50 laps and when he took the lead it was just there was no doubt there bowman just couldn't get back to him and it just he got out in front and again like you said clean air was master and I, i'm just impressed that Keslowski stayed out of trouble and was able to make that pass and he he basically came from nowhere
1: yeah when he he was at a point where you're having all these other drivers you know, popping up in the top five. I mean, Jimmy Johnson at one point was showing up up front and then Kozlowski was there. And I could tell that once Kozlowski was in second, Bowman had his work cut out for him. And, and Bowman did a great job picking different lines, using some of the uh, lap cars. And I think he just uh, what happens a lot of times you make the wrong move and a veteran driver like Kozlowski is able to you know, catch that, and once he was up front, and then, but when we went overtime, I was like, okay, here we go again, and Kozlowski, just his car was just too good.
0: I was really, actually surprised that they they got that race done in just one overtime, because the way the racing had gotten the last ten laps, and they they were going coming a, a, across the, the tri oval there, they were going five wide. They were using the apron. They were up against the wall. They were in the middle. I thought for sure we were going to have to have at least one more overtime. But it it all sorted out. Keselowski got the lead. Nobody could touch him, and he went to victory lane. Let's go ahead and listen to the comments of our winner after the race when he met the media. Here's Brett Keselowski on his win at Kansas Speedway.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, But, no, I think Paul and the team, they made some great adjustments to the car. I I was struggling a little bit before that. And with about 100 laps to go, roughly, the, the car really started to come together. Uh, before that, I felt like I was kind of hanging on in that 10th to 15th place range. And, uh, we just worked
0: on the car or the team worked on the car. I sat in the driver's seat and watched. Um, but, uh, they got it dialed in where it needed to be. And, and then I was able to be aggressive and make moves. Uh, so, uh, kudos to them. Yeah. He said it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Cause I don't think he expected listening to, to kind of his attitude when he was talking to the media and his comment. I don't think he quite expected that they had the car that could win last night. But man, once he once he made that pass, there was no doubt in anybody's mind that they were going to go to victory lane.
1: And, and credit to—I mean, it's all communication with their team. They were able to. He had problems earlier in the car. He he said, you know, it was a 10, 15th place car, and first team to make adjustments and improve that car to make it what it was. Those last few laps where he just dominated—that's uh, a testament to
0: that team. His crew chief, Paul Wolfe, uh, sat beside him in the media center last night and took some questions about the race. And we got a comment from him talking about how they'd been strong at the mile-and-a-half tracks earlier in the season, but he didn't know how Kansas was going to be. And he wasn't, he wasn't really expecting a win last night either. Let's hear from Paul Wolf, the crew chief of the number two team
1: uh it was a tough night i mean we were we were off quite a bit to start the race and i think to brad's point you know we're far enough along in the season now where it seems like a lot of guys are starting to figure out where they want to be you know we we won some races early in the season and i think the the mile and a half early in the year we were pretty strong i think all the penske cars were but you know now you look and the stewart haas cars and the hendrick cars are really strong so um it's a lot none of these races are easy to win by any means but um, it's tough right now. Tonight was a tough night.
0: Yeah, but overall, a great job. Even though you weren't expecting to win, that's why they keep going. That's why I mean, that's why they run the races. That's why they they have pit strategy. That's why they calculate fuel mileage. That's why they air pressures and adjustments. And they keep working on that car the whole race to get down to that moment where they can take the lead. And man, they did. They really did. And they
1: that's all about taking the lead at the right moment. And Kozlowski was there and. Uh, yeah. Uh, third win this season. Still hard to believe that we've only had one other driver outside of Penske and Joe Gibbs that have has won this year. And but other drivers, I I like. I mean, you just have so many great veteran drivers on those teams, with you know Logano, Kozlowski, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. But other teams, other drivers, they're they're starting to pop up more, and their luck, I think. We're going to start seeing, I think, if they stay consistent, we're going to start seeing some of these younger drivers, new names, and victory circle.
0: Well, we're, we're starting to see, like you said, some of those younger names, some of those younger guys appearing in the top ten. And, and this Alex Bowman, what a, what, a, what a great job he has done this season. Despite the fact that Hendrick Motorsports has had its issues this year, they're starting to come to life. And this kid last night, after the race... He he commented to the media, he said, yeah, not, not very proud of myself on lane choice there at the end. Just made some bad decisions and really shouldn't have ever given the two car a chance at it. But just made some bad calls, got through the lap traffic, got tied up, had to lift, and then the two was able to drive around us. So he understands. This is the great part about some of these young drivers. They're so smart. He says, I made a bad choice. on. I, I made a bad lane choice. It, that's all on me. It wasn't any. It wasn't my car. It wasn't anything else. I screwed up, and he owned up to it. But you know what? The next time, he's not going to make that bad choice.
1: Yeah, and we got plenty of more mile and a half tracks coming up, and yeah, three can you know second place finishes at three different tracks. I mean he he's he's going to be in victory circle this season, and um. Yeah, and and Clint Boyer, a good night for him. He he usually has bad luck at his home track. He wants a win there so bad. uh, He got the top five, but I don't think – I think if he could go back, we would have had more than one overtime finish.
0: I really believe coming down the last ten laps, when he started to make his move, if Eric Jones hadn't gotten in his way – and Clint can be mad about it all he wants to, but you're going for the win there. I don't fault. I really don't fault Eric Jones a whole lot. I love Clint Boyer and I love him as a driver, as a personality. But I think he was a little over the top there. You're going for the win with ten laps to go. Clint made his move. Eric Jones got in the way. That's just a racing deal. It, it, it's going to happen. But I think he had a car strong enough. If maybe there were a few more laps and and things had gone and broke a different way, I think Clint Boyer would have picked up his first win last night because they were really, really strong.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just that I think that frustration at that, I think he, he his frustration is adding up because he's done pretty decent this season uh, more than last. And, you know, by this time last year, he had won at Martinsville. So he doesn't have that win yet, but he's had a good car. Um, same with Kurt Busch. You know, we've talked about him every week. Um, he had another top ten. Um and Kyle Larson, uh, you know top ten, still you know good you know spot for him. Kyle
0: Larson, the top ten with a with a pretty clean race car without any dents, so he's got to feel like that was a that was a, that was almost like a win for him.
1: And it was cool seeing Ricky Stenhouse Jr. up front, you know, for a Roush Racing team to be back up front. I was kind of, you know, glad to see that and almost thought like, wow, could like whoa, because <laughs> he does pretty well at the Super Speedways, but I haven't really seen him perform. Too well, at some of these other tracks, and they had a good car. And um, Ryan Blaney was good too until he had his uh, issues.
0: He did have some issues, but I think that that the drivers were comfortable with this setup on this car. I really do. They seemed very, very comfortable. Qualifying went really, really well. There were some fast times. Practices went really well. There was some drafting going on in the practices because of the the car they brought with less horsepower. I, I just, I got to tell you, NASCAR got this one right. I couldn't be happier with the racing.
1: And on social media, there is a, a few comments of several people that the race was boring. I don't know what race they were watching, but on Twitter, there was a lot of tweets that people at the end they were like, "If you're not watching this race at Kansas right now, turn on your TV, watch the, the end of like the last twenty laps of this. This is insane!" And like I said, I I was blown away once I was seeing yep, all this shuffling and um, just. Beating and banging. Uh, and I think, you know, even that was one of the issues Kyle Bush had too. I forgot about that. Um, he kind of got shuffled in, and him and Clint Boyer got together and he got some tire rub. And um, he made the smart move. And some drivers, I hate when you can tell they get tire rub and they stay out on the track. And it's like, okay, you're just messing yourself and other people over. Um, but he had to uh, pit because of that. And it just seemed like he couldn't come. Back from that and other issues.
0: Let's take a look at your point standing you to see if what. Uh, oh, looky here, we have a new points leader, Kyle Busch, who's 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 led basically the whole season. Uh, had dropped to second. Joy Logano is now your points leader, followed by Kyle Busch. Kevin Harvick is in third. Chase Elliott fourth. Your guy is right up there in the top five. Brad Keselowski with the win is in fifth. Denny Hamlin sixth. Trix Jr. Seventh. Kurt Busch eighth. Clint Boyer, ninth. Ryan Blaney tenth. So, you know, I still looking at these point standings, there's still so many guys there that I'm just not used to seeing. I, I'm an am an old school guy. I'm you know, I want I I miss this I miss Stewart, I miss Gordon, I miss Burton, I miss Mark Martin, I miss Carl Edwards, I miss Matt Kenseth, I miss me even going back to you know, now Junior's gone and even going back to Wad Button. I miss <laughs> Wad Button. I always love Jeff Burton and Ward Burton put them side by side; they're brothers. One of them sounds like he's from New England, the other one sounds like he's from well, I don't know where he. They lived in the same house, and, and Ward has such a Southern accent. It was always funny to see the two of them together. But I miss some of those guys. But we got some great young talent coming up.
1: Yeah, and it, it's crazy. It's just the, the changes that's happened like the last five or six years. Um, I started watching the sport in the very you know 2001, 2000, and that was you know that was 2001 was when Earnhardt died and. The huge change still impacting the sport today um and so a lot of the other drivers had to f- really sort of step it up um but yeah a lot of great names in the last 10 20 years have ha- has gone and it is a big changeover um but i, I think guys you know kyle bush joey logano brad kozlowski uh, denny hamlin Martin and th- those guys have been in the sport long enough that you know their names i've used to now yeah and they're sort of i think are they're the faces of the sport now um and even chase Elliott, who's i think he's gonna it's gonna be a battle for most popular junior had the most popular driver every year um that he was in the sport and now chase Elliott. at this i
0: think chase will will follow will in the footsteps of his dad who was like a 17 or 18 year fan favorite so yeah the the, the future of the sport is in good hands I just want to see some more personality come out of these younger guys. I I, I don't like the the, the total button-down collar corporate look, and I know that's the Hendrick way, and Jeff Gordon was was the, the very first that pioneered that whole corporate look, that corporate image, and he did well with it. He made tons and tons of money because of his image, and, and Mr. Hendrick has a way that he wants his drivers to look. Junior had a little trouble fitting in with that when he first got the Hendrick Motorsports but they have a way but I want to see some more personality. I, you know, I love seeing even though I didn't quite agree with him, I love seeing Clint Boyer get after Eric Jones on pit road. Man, we haven't had seen things like that in a long time and I miss that. And I think that brings a little more uh, passion into the sport for the fans when they see their guy going, "Hey, you messed me over and I'm going to come I'm going to come tell you about it." I think
1: I almost wonder if these young drivers are almost worried cuz NASCAR's, you know, they crack down on some of these but you know, some drivers back then, you know, Tony Stewart, they didn't care. And uh, even I, I think there could be some Once I mean, this is further down the road, but I think once we get into, obviously, the, you know, chase, the last uh, 10 races for the championship, things might get heated up. But and that, drivers, I mean, like here, fans, we want to see drivers racing next to each other. You know, there's always that term, rubbing is racing. And just more of that. And and this Kansas had that. And just don't stop tweaking with stuff. If it works, it works. So stop. Leave it alone. I mean, qualifying is back. I I watched qualifying again. It was fun to watch again. Yeah, just one car going around. But it's not a race. You don't need more than one car to go around. Exactly. And the fact that they, if you're watching it, you know, when they go to commercial break, they're pausing on the track so you're not missing anything. Yep. And it just, the flow, it seems to go by just a lot faster. You know, early on when they tried the group qualifying, I know we have talked about that ourselves last week, but there were times that drivers weren't able to get out there and qualify in qualifying time because they couldn't get their inspection, and it was just a hassle.
0: Yeah, but what a, it, it's been a great weekend at Kansas Speedway. The truck race was really good on Friday night. Um had a chance to interview the driver of the 44 truck, Angela Rook, on Thursday this week. And, and her podcast is up on our page. And you can go back and listen to that. And she's got a pretty cool story. She uh, finished 16th, so she had a pretty good run, Had ran into a little bit of trouble. Her teammate, Ross Chastain, was the winner on Friday night in the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. So it was a great, awesome, perfect weekend at Kansas Speedway. And we go into next week. Oh uh, man, one of my favorite weekends of the of the whole season really, the Monster Energy Cup All-Star event. Oh. And man, I can't wait.
1: I'll never forget the first one I watched was the one where uh like everyone wrecked at the beginning and then had to go to backup cars. That uh, was that
0: was that was the year they allowed Jeff Gordon to go to a backup car and he went in and smoked them after he got his backup car out of the trailer. That was it the they started that race, and it was raining at one end of the track, and nobody apparently realized it. And they go into that turn, and the track's wet, and cars are just going everywhere, spinning everywhere. It was crazy. And NASCAR was like, what are we going to do? We just lost half of the half of the, the all-star event because of this wreck. And so they – because it was a non-points event, because it was just a race for a million bucks, they let people bring in their backup cars and, and – uh, Jeff Gordon brought out a car that just, just smoked the field, and uh, it was a big night for Jeff Gordon.
1: And that's what's great about this race. Uh, it's just like the shootout at the beginning at Daytona. Points aren't on the table. You know, and this is you. Know, you win this, you get a million bucks, and so drivers aren't worried about points right now. And it almost, and even if they, and if you know whoever wins, they're not disappointed. Like, oh, this doesn't count as points. I think they're excited. You know, they <laughs> won a million dollars. And it is—it's a fun race. Um. It's
0: gonna be. There's gonna be some wrecked race cars. I guarantee you. There's gonna be some wrecked race cars on next Saturday night. Okay, so to get into the All Star Race, here's here's who is eligible. You have to have won a points event in either 2018 or 19. Um, a NASCAR Series Championship. You must compete full time. Those who haven't already earned a spot via the criteria can lock in by winning a stage in a Monster Energy Open, which will be before the All Star Race. And then there will be a fan vote to vote somebody into from from the open into the all-star race. So here is here are the drivers who are already in the all-star race. Eric Amarillo, Ryan Blaney, Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch. Boy, it'd be great for them to go see them going for a million dollars one behind the other and see who wrecks the other one out. Because Kurt said he would do it. So hey. Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Newman, Martin Truex Jr. That's a pretty good field, and I'm telling you what, there's some guys in there, you're racing for a million dollars, the points don't count, you have one car, you don't have to worry about racing it the next weekend. It's going to get crazy. Yeah,
1: and it's a a great setup for leading up to the Coke 600 the following week, too. Oh, yeah. And for the for for most of the drivers this you know this is their home track it's near the shops and so i think they're a little more relaxed
0: too and well, it's a big event in the city of charlotte it's a huge event they have street fairs they have vendors i mean it is a huge event in the city of charlotte all the teams are there they all their all the teams and their and their family members the family members of the teams is what i'm trying to say get to be at the speedway most of the time they don't see their their families perform so it's a great big fun event in fact uh joy lagana was here at kansas and he talked about the sprint the sprint <laughs> oh my goodness the monster energy cup all-star race
1: the strategy for the all-star race is always uh, all or nothing right get a million bucks on the line that's all that matters i don't know who finished second there last year so you go for it. You got nothing to lose, right? You have, you have no points. You have no. It's such a fun race for that reason because if something happens, you go, oh well, and you move on to the next one. You don't have the the penalty that comes with it with not having the points that you that uh, you lost. So um, yeah, you go for it. It's for me. It's one of the most fun races. Maybe the most fun race of the year for for me. I really enjoy it. Because uh, everyone's so aggressive, everybody's the same way. You know, everyone has the same mentality. They hang that uh, million-dollar carrot out in front of you, and we all we all uh, kick it up a notch, and that's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, just like Joy said, it's about the money. Yeah, a million-dollar check, and uh, I think Joy Logano has the capability of probably punting someone out of his way to go for a million-dollar check.
1: Yeah, I agree. And um I think some of the, you know, I think Kyle Busch he's going to be aggressive here too. Kevin Harvick? Yeah, yeah
0: he'll probably be a little bit, <laughs> bit aggressive. Um Oh boy, can you see Eric Jones and Clint Boyer going for the million dollar check? Wonder how that'll turn out.
1: <laughs> I don't, Clint might save that for for a points race or I don't know. I don't know. But oh, it, no, that's a that's a pretty big check, and it, it is always great when I, and there's a conflict between a couple drivers after an incident, such as Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Chase Haylett a few years ago. When you see them by each other at the following race, and
0: you're just <laughs> like, "Oh, where's this going?" There's gonna be there's gonna be an incident before this this All Star race is over because. Because, like Joey Logano said, you, you don't have to worry about racing the car the next week. You got one car. There's no points. It's all about the fans. It's all about the showmanship. It's all about the money. It's all about it's all about the money. Bottom line, all the rest of that is cool, and it makes it awesome for the fans. But the bottom line for these drivers is taking home a one million dollar payday. Yeah, I'm, I do I'm, that. I go. I I could use a I could use a million dollar payday.
1: I sure could too. <laughs>
0: However it turns out, whatever happens, we will be here. Who's your pick for the All-Star Race? Oh, man. It, it is so – I forgot we had – we do have to make our picks. I, man, I don't know because it is – I mean, it's it's a toss-up. Yeah. It's a toss-up. There could be – the the guy in the back could win the race when everybody in front of him crashes out and he happens to avoid – I'm going am I know I picked this guy already once this season and I really want him to turn his season around, but – Something tells me that Jimmy Johnson may have a little something extra in his tank. He's
1: got three All-Star wins, so
0: Jimmy Johnson I think is going to have a little something extra. Not not illegal, I think he's just you know, he won so much at Charlotte Motor Speedway when it was Lowe's and Lowe's was his sponsor. It's like he owned that place, man. He knows how to race there. I think we're seeing some improvement in his team, we're seeing some improvement in their finishes. I my I guess my, my I'm gonna pick Jimmy Johnson next week to pick up his fourth All Star win race.
1: Oh man! Uh, See, it's not easy, yeah. is it? I don't I don't want to go with this one, but I, I just feel like he's gonna come back because of his frustrations at Kansas and a million bucks is gonna pick him. I think I'm gonna go with Kyle Bush. and Kyle I'm, Bush. it's almost cringy to say that, but I gotta think <laughs> that he's I think he's gonna come. A, and just, I think he's going to come next week and be aggressive and not be in a points race. He's not going to hold back if he's got to battle you Nobody's to get a front.
0: To, it, again, it's no points. It's not going to affect the outcome of the of the chase or it getting in the chase, out of the chase, doesn't matter. No points. Everybody's going to be. And I mean, we
1: remember how exciting the, the shootout was earlier this oh, year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So similar, no points,
0: uh, a million dollars on the table. So Kyle Bush and Jimmy Johnson, you guys could uh, check us out on our podcast page. You can send them a, a message to Fox4 to Dooley at fox4kc.com or sam.atwell at fox4kc.com. Let us know your picks, and we'll see how good you are at picking the winner of the all-star race. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, whatever happens we'll have all the highlights we'll hear from the winners maybe we'll hear from some of the losers next week after the monster energy cup all-star race i'm sam atwell i'm brian Dooley. this is the race zone on fox 4 everyone have a great week